The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Living with Intention. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I am so grateful that you're here today. During our time together, we will explore ways to connect the mind, body, and spirit to allow growth from within. And by utilizing my own intuition and experiences, I will guide you through a variety of techniques which will assist you to bring you back to your true essence. Now I invite you to take a moment, set your intention with curiosity, opening your mind and heart to receive as you discover more about your own abilities for expansion. Well, welcome friends, welcome back. And throughout my episodes, I'm going to invite other wonderful speakers to come and share their wisdom of living their intention and how that has impacted their lives and influencing others. And I think right now it's so important after this global shift, that we have a wherewithal about ourselves. And as I've talked in previous episodes, bringing us back to our center point. And this guest today is phenomenal at doing it, what he does. And uh, I had the pleasure to, or still have the pleasure to work with him at Project Iowa, nonprofit in Des Moines. And he continues to share his wisdom and bring people back to themselves um, in his own way. And my guest today is Mr. Tony Wilson. Good morning, Tony. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. And Uh, As I had said, I I met you at Project Iowa, and there was just something about you. I I hadn't even, I didn't even know who Tony Wilson was, and you were there at the graduation, and I was, it was like a magnet or something. It was like, I have to meet this person, and uh, so that itself to me is, is when that speaks to me, it's, it's, there's something more. Um, There's always something more. When we meet others and and bring something out of ourselves. Yeah. So, can you please introduce yourself? Um, Tell us a little bit about you, your history, uh, how you've come about doing what you do for those who aren't familiar with you. Well, um, Tony Wilson, as April said, I live in Des Moines, Iowa. I I started this whole journey as an elementary school teacher. I was I taught elementary school for 27 years. Why? And at 27, um, I kind I was drawn to something. I looked at the community around uh, the area that I was teaching, and it was not flourishing. And so my assessment was that there was 
people had a, had a sense of hopelessness about them. And I decided, uh, since I have two master's degrees, to use both of them to uh, create something that would help people get a sense of hope. So my first master's was in curriculum and instruction. It's the MSE. And my second one is a master's of making stuff up, which is an MSU. So I can bind those two things together to just start, just experiment. And, you know, it's really amazing how things show up. You know, as soon as I started doing the work, then pieces of paper would show up and I would just say, this is valuable. And so I'd collect that and um, start experimenting with my approach with um, people who were just recently released, released from prison. Um, because I knew that they, I, I was just my guess that they had a poor self-concept. And so my my goal was to help them uh, see themselves differently, help other people see them differently, and then help restore that sense of hope, knowing that if they are hopeful, then they can pretty much do the best themselves. So that's like the, the jump off point for growth and some of the higher emotions that we want to feel. So um, these these were men, African-American men, in which I thought they're probably not going to want to do this, what people call touchy-feely stuff. But um, I, through an act of faith, I decided to go ahead and see. And there's one piece, April, that you're familiar with. It's called On Friends, Geese, and Allies. And that was one piece of um, something I discovered that was valuable. And so to work with them, I had them um, talk about um, one one's concept from the statement that they agreed with. And I knew that if people started talking and somebody validated what they said, that they would have more, um, they'd be more likely to, to talk again in the future. So just five, just through the years, start reading, I was looking at psychology, looking at Carl Jung, I discovered the word quark, and so that took me down another old hole for quantum physics. And sometime, somewhere down in that hole, I was reading Wayne Dyer. And Wayne Dyer was, I mean, he really uh, talked a lot about the law of attraction, even when he wasn't saying it specifically. Um, so just kept leading me from one place to another. Um, and I came across The Secret. And that was like, a, a, really an aha. It's like, you know, so... When I when I discovered the secret, I had to give up my my a couple of my cards that I was playing, and people play them often. I had to give up my blame card. I had to give up my victim card. I had to give up my worry card because I knew that once you understand the law of attraction, um, I knew that anything that I attract, um, it's something I attracted. So I have to look and I, I had responsibility, but I also had power, and so. I didn't need those cards anymore because if whatever came into my life was something I created. So if I didn't want it, then I would have to do something differently. And so it really just, it, it brought about a sense of peace, um, just knowing that I was in control and I'm safe. So one thing, April, um, people have often ask how I discovered the law of attraction. And when I thought about that, I realized that I did not discover the law of attraction, that the law of attraction was came in answer to a, to my prayer because my prayer has always been um, for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So that was my prayer. So it was only natural that I would attract the law of attraction, attract this wisdom, attract all the things that are coming. And so it was it was all 
this is my asking. Um, back to scripture again. Ask, and it is given. Seeking, you'll find. Knocking the door shall be open. So my prayer, oh, you know, uh, that was a vibration that I asked for. So I said, okay, you want knowledge, wisdom, and understanding? Consider the law of attraction. This It's a universal law that applies everywhere, every time, for everybody. Ask for those who aren't familiar with law of attraction. Um, can you just give a little definition or your understanding of what that is exactly? Well, the law of attraction says that that which is likened to itself is drawn. So like attracts like. So once you understand that, um, you start realizing that you have the ability to create what you want, but you, you just once you're clear on what you want. So if, if and this is just my opinion, but I think the one thing, everything the person wants, everything they want to do, they want it or they want to do it because they want to be happy. So a lot of people wait until they get all these things, the house, the car, the relationship before they're happy. And so the law of attraction to me says, if you want to, if you want all the things to be happy, why don't you just be happy now and let those, and then what you find out is more of those happy things you attract more of those. And so it's, it's kind of like be what you want to, what you want. If you want to be happy, then just be happy. Just don't wait. You can be, and so that's, that was the thing that really just made a difference when you understand that, that you're not a victim of the world. You're not a victim of anything. If something's not positive in your life, there's probably some kind of vibration that you're putting off that's attracting that. And the law of attraction really is about vibration as well. Everything vibrates. That you, when I was studying quarks, you know, you get down to the smallest um, element, and it's just it's just energy. It's just a vibration. So everything vibrates, and so um, it, with the law of attraction, you can consider like a that you are a broadcast tower. So whatever you're broadcasting, broadcasting out to the universe is going to come back. So, like I said, this it just allows you to get rid of the blame and. Um, and, and it's really centered around your thinking that really is what starts the process um, when yeah, your thoughts change. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly what was coming up for me. It's like, okay, what are we broadcasting? What those, those vibrations we're sending out, it all starts with the thought. That's right. Because a thought is a vibration. It's a, and so that's where it starts. And then the, really, the power of, of the law of attraction is really about emotions because every thought you think creates an emotion. So since you are the thinker then, and you control what you do with your thoughts, then you can also control what you do with your emotions and what you, all those happiness is just a vibration. So that's what you become a broadcaster of because you can always find something to be happy about. Yes, yes, I completely agree, of course. Uh, and what I love about you, Tony, so many things, is that um, during that graduation, uh, you handed out just free, you, you handed out your book, You Are Enough. And um, I took it home and I read it. It's a, it's a really easy, very easy digestible read. Uh, you could even read it in a day. And uh, I really loved the example you gave of 
um, the intersection. Do you mind kind of uh, talking more about that so that way people can understand, you know, how it shifts, how we can shift or reframe um, the, the thoughts, the energy of what you're attracting? So, yeah, that's, that's something that came about as I was studying thought. But I was, I was, it's an example I used to show that it's not what happens to you that causes you to think and feel the way you think and feel. It's how you think about what happens to you that causes you to think about um, how you feel. So the intersection is I show an example of um, car. I talk about a car sitting at the intersection and a car comes flying through the intersection, barely missing you. And a person's thought might be that jerk. And they, so that's a thought. And that thought is going to lead to an emotion Use the anger, frustration, whatever. And also that thought's going to cause your body to create some chemicals, which will really keeps what creates the emotion. But your thought dictates how you feel. So said jerk, you're angry. So you end up frustrated. Um, you might honk, you might chase them down the street, and you the end result is you are what, what you are just one of those negative emotions, frustration, anger. Or you can go back to the same intersection. Car comes through. You notice it's your neighbor, Miss Johnson, and Miss Johnson has a baby who has asthma. And you know you have to. She rushes her to the hospital from time to time. So Miss Johnson goes to the intersection. You see her. You, so your first thought is, "I hope they're okay," which causes you to secrete a emotion of, that would bring about compassion. So rather, so you might call her. You might go to the hospital with her, but you end up in some kind of, in, in a state of mind that is more positive. And it's all based on the thought that you think. You, as soon as you put a label on something or someone, then that's that's how you see them. That's how you think about them. That's how you treat them. And since we're all children of the divine, the only label that is appropriate, in my opinion, is a divine being, having a human experience. Yes, yes. And, and, I, I like how you said, you know, it's, it's, it's our perceptions, right? So is, uh, and we all experience that every day, every day. Driving is a challenge for some people. And if, if we can just pause and um, give grace for ourselves, you know, and, and really telling ourselves, we really don't know what's happening with that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, I, I really love that example. And um, through your years of um, assisting and, and working with others uh, around the community in Des Moines and, and actually across the state, and I think you're going into other states, but I want to ask you, what have you witnessed firsthand of people and um, understanding the power of thought understanding that they are in the driver's seat of their emotions what what have you what have you witnessed firsthand well i first want to talk about that word you just use grace and that is such a powerful word and that's really what i encourage people to do is to play the grace card as often as possible and often we're willing to give uh, other people grace but the person who's most deserving of grace is ourselves because once we give grace to ourselves then we get to get back to our natural state which is love and joy and 
And so that's that's such a powerful word. And um, and as soon as people do that, I mean, it's really it's kind of close to forgiveness as well. Learn to forgive yourself because everybody's doing the best they can, and and forgive others as well. So if I had some advice, I'd say play the grace card as often as possible. Yeah. Well, what have I witnessed? Well, the word that comes to mind is transformation. Um, so one of the tools from um, the Law of Attraction, there's a book by Esther Hicks. And in that book, she has an emotional guidance scale. She talks about this emotional guidance scale that has 22 emotions from joy, well, 22 numbers from, that goes from joy, which is number one, to depression and powerlessness. Victim is number 22. So what I witness is like, I use that as a tool, really as a gauge to where people are when they show up to training, any kind of training that I do. And a lot of people come in at number 22. I mean, it's really amazing how many people are, have de- are labeled themselves as depressed, even though that, uh, that's not what they are. So what it is, it's, it's a way for, when I use that, um, it's a way for people just to be aware of where they are and once they're where they what they of where they are and they know the power of thought then they know that they can change the way they think and feel and so what i just see this transformation of people coming in often in number 22 probably the the most um common number on that scale is number 11 which is uh, overwhelmment which is a made-up word um and because so many people are overwhelmed and so what I've noticed is if you can give them the tools and they will apply them, that it's they can change their life. And so number six is hopefulness, which is really why I started doing this work in the first place. Um, so once people realize that no matter what situation they're in, they can always be hopeful. So I could be in the hospital um, recovering from surgery. I could be hopeful that I'll feel better tomorrow. So my one of my loved ones could be in the hospital and I could be, I could be hopeful that either they'll get better or I believe whatever's next uh, after this life is even better than this one. So, um, but I could be hopeful that they recover. It doesn't matter. You could always find a way to be hopeful. So that, that just, when you find yourself, you know, being depressed or angry or frustrated, um, then you become aware. And then once you become aware, you can choose if you want to continue that feeling that way, or you want to choose something more hopeful because that's what you'll track. That's the law of attraction. Yes. And, and I, the, the word that you said so perfectly is the choose the choice that people don't realize that they have a choice. Yes. And then that's, and that's really what my goal is. I wrote that book. Um, it's called you are enough. I wrote it because I believe that I had a message that would uplift anybody and everybody, which is the law of attraction. And since I couldn't be in all places at all times, and I thought if I write this book, then I can spread the word. Because I, I, I just want people to understand that we, no matter what your circumstances, you could be happy. And just by being happy, that changes your whole physiology and what you experience in the world. So. Um, that's that's that was really the purpose of writing that so that people could I could spread the word of hope and happiness. 
Yes, and, and we all, that's what we all want to be happy. As you said in the beginning, that's, that's what we, we are wanting. And it seems that people, they're looking outside themselves to achieve that happiness. Or as just, as you said in the beginning, you know, they, they think they have to wait or they obtain a job or get the house or what have you in order to achieve happiness when it's all within us um, already, we just, we just tend to forget that we have that within us. So that's the, uh, the power of choices. That's where you stop being a victim. When you realize I can continue feeling this way or continue doing this thing or continue experiencing this. And then people don't realize also the power of their subconscious mind, which is all plays into this as well. But if you keep telling yourself, um, like when I first started working with those young men coming out of prison, they would call themselves felons. And I said, um, what, what do felons deserve? And, they, and it was always negative things. I said, well, maybe you, if you thought about yourself, here's the power of thought again, that you're a person who was convicted of a felony. It's a whole different vibration than saying that I am a felon because it is first, it's not a true statement. Um, and you can always tell the truth of a statement by how you, how, how you feel when you say it. And so just help them understand that, that um, you can choose to look at yourself as a felon, or you can choose to look at yourself as a person who committed a felony. Because, and, and I didn't say a person who was a felon, because everybody that I know, everybody except you, April, that I know <laughs> has done something that if they would have got caught, whether it was as a teenager drinking and, and driving or whatever, could have could have been convicted of a felony. So that's a felonious um, offense. So we've all done that. We've all done things that were illegal. I don't go. I don't call myself a, a, a ex smoker, or I don't define myself by something that I've done. Uh, that's that's something. That's something. Another problem I think people have is they define themselves by what they do versus who they are. And so as soon as you do that, um, then you become that. And usually not to your best interest and you attract more. So your words just have so much power. Oh, most definitely. Yes. And what about those that you've, you've worked with thousands of people, Tony, over your lifetime? And what about the ones that are very skeptical, that are, they're kind of on the fence. They just kind of are like, I'm not too sure about this. What, what do you say to those people that might be scratching their head about, well, yeah, that just sounds like a bunch of hooey or um, sure, you know, how can I get happy and, and stay that way all the time? You know, life happens, life Things are happening right now, and and how can I be happy in, in this state? You so a person attempts to be happy all the time. That's that's like perfection, and it's not going to happen. You'll be sorely disappointed. The the deal is knowing that you have a choice in any situation. So back to the hospital. I'm in the hospital bed. I can choose to be happy that I'm alive. I can be, choose to be happy that my family's around me. I could choose to be happy that these nurses are treating me so well. And so um, you person can be skeptical, but, and 
the people that are on the fence, probably 80% of them jump over to the, oh, thank goodness, I wish somebody would have told me this when I was younger. And that's 20%. I'm making these figures up that might argue for their limitations. You know, they'll hang on to being a victim of whatever. And they just insist that it's, and it's almost like a badge of courage sometimes. But they define themselves as that. And so they continue to repeat the same patterns usually. Yeah, and you're nodding. So what do you what That's do you, very interesting that you say it's like a badge of courage of of owning this because then maybe they don't know who they are without that. Right. And that can be very scary if if they don't if they've lived this life of of these labels of um being that victim or having things happening or um you know tragedy that's happened in their lives and they want to validate it so unknowingly they just hold on to it they they they're not aware that they have a choice so like I don't consider myself an orphan, but if you look at the definition of an orphan, it's someone who lost their parents usually at a young age. Uh, and my mother passed at age fourteen. I, I, I don't, I don't consider myself an orphan, and I don't. I, she was she gifted me with two things, and hope people don't think I'm crazy. But after she passed, I heard two things. One of them, this is and coming from her. Tony, everybody dies. I was 14. Everybody dies. You'll get through this. Okay, that was number one. And then the second thing was whatever you do, make mama proud. So I could. So that's really, actually what I did. I embarked uh, the rest of my life to do things that I thought she'd be proud of. So uh, there's a rap song called How You Like Me Now. So every time I would do something, graduate from high school, college, Air Force, whatever, I would just mentally say, how do you like me now? Just knowing that she'd be proud of what I did. And so it's, I know for, I know for a fact that it's real. All this stuff is real, but I, you know, when people those back to the fence again, if I, I can only give my opinion about all, all the, everything I'm talking about now really is my experience and my opinion, but my, my, my um, advice to everybody is just trust your wisdom. Trust your wisdom. If so, if you if this is real, you'll feel that way. And if it's if you don't think it's for you, then it's not for you. But hopefully, I mean, if a person gets tired enough, they'll. If I plant the seed uh, of hope, which is the whole purpose, then they can always turn back. If when things get bad, when things get bad, they can always turn back and and reexamine what what we talked about. Yeah, the re the reflection, the re-examining, and and uh, even just being open uh, to to try something different is is just enough, you know. Pondering it, and Tony. So I have a question for you. So when you find yourself, because as you said, we can't be happy a hundred percent of the time when things are a little, you know, out of balance. Um, what do you do to bring yourself back? What do you What do you do for yourself? Well, there's a couple of things. I have some scripture. I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person, but the Bible has so much great wisdom in there. There, uh, there's a scripture that says, "All things work together for good." 
So that's so I know that. So just I just have to sit and just actually getting quiet is probably the best thing I could do. Um, get quiet, and I know that all things work together for good. And so I can I know that also Scripture says this too shall pass. So I know everything is temporary. And then sometimes I could I can get back to a more positive state of being. Sometimes I just have to sit in it, let it pass. I do really just because some whatever you fight against just grows, and so if so, it's just sometimes it's just good just to be <laughs> It's so true. Whatever you resist persists. Yeah, yeah. So just, it's going to pass. Our natural state is happiness and joy. That is our natural state, and that's why people meditate, do yoga, and run, and do all the things because they're. That's that's our, they get us get us back to our natural state. So just knowing that it's just I know things will pass. So and then I have people in my life that hold me accountable. So if I you know we all talk um, about things, but we can't practice them perfectly. So sometimes I have people that remind me, and so like okay, okay, thank you. But if you yeah, we are not going to live perfectly happy all the time that's a unrealistic expectation because often when we run into something difficult then we put out a desire for something better and that desire goes back to the law of attraction and starts attracting those uh, better feeling things so there's really no no bad times because if thing if we're not getting what we want we just ask for something better and the law of attraction delivers yeah and these are all experiences too if we look at it as experience and what, what am I learning, then it just kind of reframes that and, and takes us out of that victim or what happened to me or this person did that kind of thing. Uh, so, yes, that's great. And so I have a question, another question for you. So what's next for Tony Wilson? What what are you doing right now besides the uh, nonprofit in, in Des Moines? What, what's happening with you? Well, I'm currently working in Cedar Rapids. They have a gun violence reduction initiative in Cedar Rapids. And what research says that uh, if you want to reduce violence, one of the ingredients has to be CBT, cognitive behavioral, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. And so all the work that I do with, with the power of thought is really what that's all about. And so uh, I have a friend that um, was heading up the initiative here and knows, actually experienced, went through the trainings that I do and, uh, and invited me to come and join that work. So I'm up here working with them, law enforcement, the community, nonprofits to reduce gun violence uh, with some pretty significant um, outcomes so far We've had a 50% reduction in uh, male victimization in Cedar Rapids since we started. So, but it goes back to the power of thought. And when we start, when we get them to think differently, they start behaving differently and they attract differently. So they get my book as well. And so back to Project Iowa, actually, Julie Figginshu, um, they actually buy books for all the participants who go through the program. So as I was giving them away freely, Actually, it was, it was actually sponsored by Project Iowa. So I, that's, I use that book even up here when we go and visit youth. I give a copy to the youth and their parents because they, unless they can see a better way, 
then they're not likely to change. So that's my hope. That's another seed. Keep planting. Yes, keep planting those seeds. It's, it's amazing work. Uh, and it it's, has to be very fulfilling watching like this ripple effect happening. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing because you get, as you do this work and you're talking and feeling these high vibrations, I mean, it's, it's amazing how my life just keeps getting better and better. Um, I, I have a favorite, uh, a new favorite place to shop and it's called Goodwill because they have such interesting things in there. So I found a sign that said the best is yet to be. And so, and I, and I know that as long as I maintain a positive vibration, um, I would encourage your listeners to go to Google emotional guidance scale and find a graphic of the emotional guidance scale. And on that scale, just choose, choose where you want to live. Um, you want to live enthusiastically, passionately, choose a number, live that number as much as possible and notice what happens because you'll, there'll be a noticeable difference because you'll have a choice. Yes. Yes. And I will actually drop that uh, link for the YouTube video uh, for those who are watching via YouTube. And I will post the emotional guidance scale on my website. So you can find it there as well. Uh, Wonderful visual. And for me, uh, Tony has, you have been a mentor for me and you, Tony, have um, been part of this uh, stone soup of collective consciousness uh, for the community and just your essence and adding that and, and watching how this uh, soup is, is turned so nurturing and um, just really, mm, it's good stuff. I just, I can't, I can't tell you enough how delicious um, this expansion has been with you. And also um, I wanted to ask, how can people connect with you? Do you, you have an email um, website? What, what contact information do you have that you would like to share with them? And, and also where can they purchase your book? You can purchase my book at, um, on Amazon. That's the ebook. Um, if you go to the webpage, to my webpage, which is mrtonywilson.com, you can also order it there and I can send a hard copy. Um, I can be reached at tony.wilson58 at gmail.com. Uh, April and I co-host a program on Sunday mornings, Peace of Mind Community. So you can find us on Facebook, Peace of Mind Community, and LinkedIn. But Rachel, April, I want to say that you were saying all those wonderful things about me, but it takes one to know one. And so we attracted each other because of the like vibrations that we have. And so I really appreciate uh, getting to know you and bringing you into the circle as well, into my circle of support as well. So it's, it's the law of attraction in action. Like attracts like. It is. It so is. And uh, you are a reflection of me, my friend. Indeed. Uh, so yes, I, I, that was another thing I was going to invite everyone to peace of mind community. If you really found this 
discussion today inspiring or you want to know more or have questions and, and you want to see how it plays out, the dynamics plays out um, live. Uh, we meet every Sunday at 10 Central Standard Time. And again, as Tony, as Tony said, you can see us on Facebook, find that link. And uh, I can put the link on my website as well. And that way you can connect with like-minded people. And Tony, as you call it, the unchurch, um, it's more about spirituality and, and diversity. We have such an amazing group of people, all ages and races and backgrounds and ethnicities. It's just, it's incredible. So uh, that's a real powerful mighty group that we have that it's, it's and it's very humble too as as we've created the sanctuary um, to hold space and honor each other as as we talk and share and and let the conversation grow um, through us yeah that's really amazing how um, people don't realize how realize how you still can connect on zoom how powerful the connections are and you know, one of the one of the benefits of peace of mind is really a sense of belonging and being part of a community that is uplifting. So you know, just doing this work all the time keeps me uplifted, and even being on this podcast is just adding to my positive vibe. So I just appreciate you inviting me, April. You are most welcome, my friend. I know you had already given some advice to listeners. Any last things that you want to share before we, we go today? Let me, let me see. I wrote something down here. I just remind people that really, really, are, we are not defined by our past. And we talked about that. And look at our past as experiences. Because if we keep defining ourselves as our past, we're going to keep reflecting and vibrating that energy that we often, it's often negative energy, because if we looked at our, at who we really were, we'd have some positive energy, but just realize those are, those are experiences. And even with um, my mother passing at such an early age, I know that if that wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't have met April and I wouldn't have fell down when I one time and if I wouldn't have my girlfriend wouldn't have broke up with me I would not be here today doing what I'm doing and there's no place I would rather be there's nothing I'd rather be doing than what I'm doing right now so all those experiences from the past I can now look back and appreciate them because they all brought me to where I am and if you don't like where you am I said that intentionally if you don't like <laughs> where you am then change your vibration and you'll change your life Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tony, for your time, for your wisdom, uh, for sharing you. And I'm sure our listeners um, really appreciate um, even being here and listening to this, you're contributing, contributing still to this collective consciousness, to this energy, to this vibration. And, it, and I've said this in my past um, episodes that it doesn't matter what time, what year, what day you listen to this, it, you're still receiving the same energy. So just know that, my friends. So 
Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. You are and, so welcome. Thank and you. thank you all for listening. And I look forward to um, connecting with you soon. Be well, my friends. Be well. I so appreciate your time today. As right here, right now together, we are forming a new stone soup of collective consciousness and your essence is needed to add to the amazing vibration we just experienced. Please remember that you can always review any of these podcasts and receive that same energy you experienced here because you are part of that, of the energy of the connection that we are creating here. If you would like to reach out with any questions or want to know more information about my services, please visit my website at livingwithintention.co or follow me on Facebook or Instagram at livingwithintention.co. Also, you can download the free app of mindbodyspirit.fm and listen anytime, anywhere via Spotify, Google, and Apple to have access to all my podcasts, as well as the other amazing speakers who are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm community. Be well, my friends, and keep shining your light and sharing your truth. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.